Welcome to the Be Body Empowered podcast. I am your host and functional nutrition and lifestyle practitioner, Jessica Vargas. This podcast was inspired by a passion to empower highly ambitious women in realizing their full potential to step into a powerful and thriving lifestyle through mastering their own health. It is my intention with each episode to educate and inspire you to take bite-sized steps to improve your well-being, reverse chronic illness, and create self-advocacy one body system at a time. When a woman feels good in and about her body, her potential is limitless and the ripple effects expand beyond imagination. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Well, hello and welcome back to the episode. This is episode five. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how in order to heal or achieve optimal health, you have to be committed to the long haul. We're also going to discuss how to combat the urge to find that instant gratification, whether it just be the pill, the diet, or quick fix generic protocol. So let's dive in. What this episode is not going to be about before we dive all the way in is it's not going to be about the fact that you just need to have more patience or more discipline or you need to quote unquote trust the process because let's be real how are you supposed to trust the process if you feel and of course your experience is valid that nothing has worked and potentially nothing will ever work but in those moments of despair you reach for that quick fix right so I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you just need to trust the process or you just need to have more discipline or more willpower, which we're going to dive into deep. Instead, I want to help you understand why it has been so easy for you to fall into those quick fix traps and give real strategies that you can implement today to help you recommit to that long game so that you can achieve the goals that you want for your body, for your health, and ultimately become more resilient. Some might call this aging gracefully, (laughs) whatever that is these days. And, you know, this is a practice. It takes practice to continually recommit to the long game. I'm not saying it's easy. Just like any new thing, it takes practice to become a master at. So just like you have been conditioned to find the quick fixes, it will take the same type of conditioning to commit to the long game of healing. And so I know there's a lot of noise out there that can contribute to your inability to stay the course, so to speak. Um, My goal today is to really help you find um, reasonable ways that can recondition, you can help yourself recondition to being able to choose you and what's best for you over and over and over again. So something that I hear a lot, especially with my client population, is how long is it going to take to X, heal my gut, heal my hormones, fix my IBS, fix my acne, you know, whatever it may be. How long is it going to take to do X? And let me tell you, if I knew that answer, I I don't know, maybe I'd be living on an island a multi-billionaire <laughs> and, and sipping my ties. Um, I'm not sure what I would be doing, but um, the answer is it depends. It's always going to be it depends. And let's be real. When you ask that question, you know the answer is it depends. Because if anybody does give you a timeline on healing, you should run the hell the other way. Um, and why? As a functional practitioner, I know how the body should function. 
I have science-backed evidence. Um, I have uh, client-backed evidence. I have my own personal-backed evidence. But at the end of the day, I'm not in your body. Um, I don't know your cellular function down to that level. I don't know your past trauma. So putting a timeline on healing is actually a disservice because it's no better than doing a short-term diet or a crash diet or taking supplements endlessly um, that's promising you know, to fix you. It's actually a disservice and it's unrealistic. Um, so my goal in this podcast, in this episode of the podcast is to help you reframe what the long game means and how you can stay that course while still living your life. So with that said, why is instant gratification or the urge to choose something that's not going to serve us in that, in that, in, in the long term, maybe in the moment, but not in the long term, why is it so alluring? Um, I've done a lot of research on this and I've seen articles, uh, recently in particular that I want to give you some insight. I thought they were really good and well-written, but really it comes down to the tendency as human beings to seek pleasure and avoid pain. I mean, this goes back to the caveman era of, um, you know, if there was a huge pile of bananas and you're starving, you're going to down all of them. Right. Um, or if, you had a bear chasing you, uh, all logic goes out the window and you're just, you know, ensuring survival. Um, survival was a thing back then, right? And so we are built for making sure we stay uh, alive. And we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, the mechanisms behind survival. Um, but it's really, it's really that, the tendency to seek pleasure and avoid pain. So in 2016, psychologist Sharam Heshmat, hopefully I said that right, outlined 10 reasons why it is so difficult to sidestep this urge. I'm not going to go over all 10, but I did want to um, highlight a few that really resonated with me. Uh, the first one is a desire to avoid delay, right? Like basically impatience. <laughs> it's uncomfortable to engage in patience, self-denial or whatever you want to call it. And all of our instincts are to seize an opportunity for pleasure as it comes. And that kind of goes back to the caveman days, right? So we are built to avoid delay. We're built for that. Um, another one is uncertainty. And I really love this one. So this has to do with our reptilian brain, that primal brain, which design, is designed to keep us alive, not necessarily happy. And what I mean by that is um, it's designed to move us away from a perceived threat and into safety. And sometimes safety isn't necessarily the right choice for long-term healing. So let me give you an example, right? So, um, or before I go into that, you know, change in terms of, even if it's good change, good change, change or the unknown of a change can be perceived as a threat to the human brain. And this uncertainty or this threat can cause um, us to value that less beneficial but certain and immediate over the more beneficial, uncertain long-term. Um, so you know you're supposed to, let's say, avoid dairy. Here's a good example. You're trying to avoid dairy. You're supposed to because someone told you or maybe I told you, you're one of my clients and we talked about removing dairy for a short period of time. Um, but you have, you know, this amazing, giant, big, fat, luxurious cheesecake sitting in front of you. And you just happen to love cheesecake. <laughs> so you cave and choose the cheesecake, right? And what's happening there is, number one, you know, you don't really know if dairy is going to help you. 
And there's a lot of reasons why you might think that, right? In in my practice, I truly outline for you why dairy could be the culprit. So that doesn't really happen in my world. Um, but maybe you read it on a blog to remove it, so you're removing it. And then that's the angle you're coming at this. So you don't really know if it's going to help you. Um, you know, there's also this... Um, uh, sadness that comes with removing food um, and, you know, loss of freedom, right? And so there's a lot of perceived threat in that. Whereas, you know, you love cheesecake and you know, if you put that thing in your mouth, you're going to at least be happy for those few moments. And that's kind of the example there of uncertainty, right? And it seems so silly, but in those quick moments, um, we, we, we cate, we often cate. Another one is imagination. I actually think this is probably one of the hardest ones um, because as adults, we have lost our ability to to fantasize and imagine because we're, we're busy and we're adulting and, you know, we're in we're in the real world. So choosing delayed gratification, meaning the long game, requires the ability to um, be able to envision your higher self, your desired future version of you. Right. So maybe you want to lose 20 pounds just to keep it really simple and easy. If you haven't been able to dream and envision who that woman is, not just the fact that you can now fit into your size four jeans or whatever it is, but what does she look like? Um, what are her thoughts? What are her values? How does that 20, 30 pounds change her life? What kind of life is she having? What kind of car is she driving? Um, what is her married life like, right? Did it improve her relationship? Um, what is her self-esteem like, her confidence like, right? You see how if you kind of go deeper into the imagination piece, it's actually like very motivating to stay the course. So if you can't paint a vivid picture of your future, you have little motivation to plan for it. And if, you know, my clients, I know some of my clients listen to this podcast, in, in our first few sessions together, we talk a lot about motivating factors, the inspiring factors of why you want to achieve these goals. And many people just say, I want to feel better and, and live a better life or, you know, I want to I want to just be in the best best health possible. And that's a great goal, but it's not deep enough. It's not vivid enough. Um, and it's going to be easy to in between, you know, in between sessions when they're not with me <laughs> um, to choose something that's not going to serve them. Another one I wanted to talk about is poverty. And this is a real one, right? Like even when we see the wisdom in delaying gratification, if you can't afford organic food, uh, this is a real problem, right? If you can't afford a gym membership, if you can't afford a car to get you to the restaurant that has the healthier options um, and you have an immediate basic, and this is the key of basic human need, um, that's begging to be met, food, shelter, you know, safety, it's unlikely that you're going to choose to forego the need in order to receive any future benefit. And there's lots of studies around, you know, the poverty level and chronic illness. And this is a real, a real issue, just access to the ability to eat healthier, the ability to move your body. Um, so that's a big one. Um, the other one, I actually have two more, impulsiveness. So some of us are simply just more wired for spontaneity, right? Um, and that's something to to kind of think about is just how you're wired and own that. And then um, the last one that I wanted to bring up was emotional regulation. And this is a big one, especially in my client population, because we are high achieving women that want to accomplish it all, maybe have children in a relationship, wants the career, wants the big life, wants to dream. And, um, you know, when you have a big life, you will tend to have 
um, a lot of stress, right? So emotional distress makes us lean towards choices that will immediately improve our mood. We go into survival mode, right? Um, so when you have emotional regulation issues, it it impacts your tendency towards being able to stay the long game. And it causes problems with being able to choose what you know is better for you long term than in that moment. Um, and so those are, those are those are one. There's more. But those are the ones that for me really stood out um, as to why it's so challenging to not fall into that quick fix trap. So clearly there's a lot at play when we cave or when we have a lack of willpower, right? And choose the instant gratifying thing um, or when we give into the temptation. This isn't just because, or it, maybe it isn't at all because you are a 35-year-old woman who has never mastered willpower or discipline. And in, in my opinion, you know, biochemically, there are a lot more things that can cause you resistance to staying committed to the long game than things that actually help you. Um, one of the things I talk about a lot in my practice is blood sugar regulation. If you know me, you know I'm obsessed with it. That, you know, if you are dealing with cravings and you're dealing with, um, you know, feeling like you're out of control with food, you have to understand when blood sugar is out of regulation, when insulin is misbehaving, um, blood sugar is choosing the food for you. <laughs> There's no such thing as willpower and discipline when you are going in between high and lows with blood sugar. Um, so biochemically, there's a lot at play there. So knowing this, now what? What can you do to combat the urge for that instant gratification? One of my favorite ways is to strengthen the risk reward. Um, and this is that risk reward exercise that every time you're poised um, or presented with a situation where you need to make a choice of instant gratification or staying the course of the long game, what you're going to do is play this risk versus reward game. So what this looks like is you have a choice and you quickly, I mean, less than 15 seconds, you're going to go over in your head the risk versus the reward of both choices. So let's let's use that cheesecake analogy one more time. Perhaps you are avoiding dairy because you see a connection between your bloat or acne when you consume dairy. Okay, so there's a real risk there. Something you don't like, your bloat makes you feel like you're six months pregnant, your clothes are tight, you you feel you don't feel sexy in front of your husband, right? Like you're just sick of feeling this way, right? So there's an actual risk there. So you can say that the risk um, of eating the cheesecake and you can also say the risk of not eating the cheesecake, right? So the risk of eating the cheesecake obviously would be bloat, more acne, yuckiness. The risk of not eating the cheesecake may be minimal or maybe it's your aunt's cheesecake and you're sitting in front of Thanksgiving dinner and you have all this pressure to try your aunt's cheesecake because you see her once a year, right? You see how this can play negatively um, outside of your favor versus the reward, right? So the reward of eating the cheesecake in this situation is you make your aunt happy right? You please everybody. You don't get the looks as to why aren't you eating that? Oh, are you on a diet? Right? We've all been there. Versus not eating the cheesecake. Well, you don't feel bloated. You don't get more acne. You feel good in your skin. You wake up tomorrow after Thanksgiving dinner actually feeling good, even though you probably overate a little bit, but you avoided dairy. So this risk reward game is very powerful. And it takes time, of course, to remind yourself to do it. You actually have to implement this. Um, but it takes literally 15 seconds or less to implement it. Um, let's see here. You know, 
this and this risk and reward factor obviously can be used in many ways, right? So the temptation to go out for drinks with your friends instead of getting a good night's sleep, uh, the urge to spend like all your time with this maybe new boyfriend you have versus, you know, going and doing your weekly or your daily exercise or, you know, whatever it is you need to do to accomplish your long-term goals for your health. Um, some other strategies that I find are very helpful, actually very t- two very good strategies are, um, you know, number one, create a game plan, right? So if you're flying by the seat of your pants in every given moment, if you're, you know, if you're one of those people that wear busy like a badge of honor, which let's be real, most people do, then you may be falling trapped to this. So one of the best ways to protect yourself from the temptation of instant gratification is to make decisions beforehand or have a game plan, right? This could look like having the fridge stocked with the right foods once a week, right? So for me, every Saturday or Sunday, generally Sundays, you'll find me at the market buying the food for the week. And I focus on, you know, replenishing the pantries, replenishing the kind of everyday items, and then getting dinner for four to five days. Uh, that's my that's my way to make sure that we are eating healthful healthful food on a weekly basis. Um, this could look like making a plan prior to heading to a restaurant, looking at the menu first, right? Figuring out what looks good, what you can pair with certain things to stay your course. Or if you are going to indulge to be able to do it consciously versus on the spot when everyone's picking and you're like, okay, I'll just do the chicken fingers, right? Oh, I love chicken fingers. Um this could look like picking a hotel that has a gym, or if you feel like that's being too high maintenance, bring exercise bands with you. You can find exercise bands um, on Amazon for like less than 20 bucks, um, or just commit that you're going to, you know, go for a run three times in a week on the beach, right? Like creating a game plan. Um, this could also look like bringing healthy snacks while you travel. Um, obviously non-perishables or things like apples or, you know, like Tulsi bars or chomps. If you know me at all, you know I'm obsessed with chomps or Paleo Valley, any type of meat stick. Um, it's literally just having a few moments of how am I going to be my best self um, with whatever I'm working towards and, you know, wherever my environment's leading me to. And then the last one, which is literally my favorite, and this is basically what I'm doing with all of my clients is breaking down big goals into small manageable chunks. So big goals are great. Our logical brain, our prefrontal cortex loves a big goal. Uh, For instance, go back to that losing weight um, as just, it's just such an easy example. And don't get me wrong, I am not a weight loss coach in that, in that manner, but you know, I see weight as a symptom. And if you have a lot going on, you often will have weight, excess weight as well. So I just see it as a symptom, but it's such an easy example. So let's say you want to lose 30 pounds, right? Um, and you just focus on the 30 pounds. You can see that if you're focused on the 30 pounds and the fact that you want to lose 30 pounds and you're going to try to do everything under the sun um, and, you know, burn the house down and start over again in order to lose those 30 pounds, you're going to get overwhelmed really, really quickly. And we've all been there because that's the allure of a crash diet. And that's why the diet industry is so big, because it's hoping we fail. In fact, it sets us up to fail. So instead of I want to lose 30 pounds, of course, that's maybe the ultimate goal. But instead, what you would do is create micro habits. This goes back to 
imagining who you are 30 pounds lighter. What type of habits do you keep? What type of lifestyle do you have? What are your non-negotiables, right? So micro habits is something that I work on with my clients. These are many steps towards the bigger goal. But what I like to say in my practice is small hinges swing big doors. Think about it. Envision. Look at your door in your room right now. Find a door. The hinges are tiny. The door is huge. Yet the door still opens and it opens wide. So a micro habit might be, let's say for you, you um you don't sleep. Maybe you sleep five hours a day. You know sleep's a problem. Maybe for you, you eat a lot of processed food. Uh, maybe for you, you don't exercise at all. You really don't like it, right? So there are three areas that we can already work to optimize. So let's start with the sleep. Micro habit could be you go to bed 15 minutes earlier for two weeks, and then you start to increase it 20 minutes, and then 30 minutes, right? You take it very, very small, manageable. Again, so easy to just go to bed five to 10 minutes sooner. Um, let's look at processed foods. So for processed foods, um, maybe you eat a lot of processed foods. Here is a way where you could potentially upgrade. You know, maybe you look at swaps and working on eating foods that are the better version, maybe the organic version or a more pure sugar version, right? So making just food swaps to up-level your processed food uh, craving, right? Third is exercise. Instead of trying to join a gym or run a marathon, maybe you commit to yourself to walk 10 minutes three times a week. Like, are you starting to see how these micro habits over time, they seem small and not enough, but let's let's crawl before we walk. Let's walk before we run. And in doing that, you're actually going to be able to slowly maintain, but also up-level your habits. So at the end of the day, it's totally okay to be impulsive and live in the moment at times. Like you want to live your life. You want to have balance. But at the same time, have your mind set on the long game, which means you have to have compassion for yourself. Not being where you want to be already, right, um, is something that I know causes a lot of us anxiety. We wish we were further. We wish we were further along. We wish we could have stuck to it longer. We wish we could have been more perfect, right? But it's okay to want to have better health or change the body, your body composition. But if you do it while hating yourself or constantly detouring due to the urge to quickly fix it um, out of desperation, it's going to make that path more exhausting and more frustrating. And quite frankly, it's going to take you longer. And along the way, you're going to lose hope. So My goal is to help you restore renewed faith in your body's ability to heal. It was designed to heal. You just got to give it the space to heal and help you reframe the notion of being on a time frame to heal. There is no time frame to heal and it's not linear. But if you, you know, if you actually try to implement some of these strategies of how to Um, stay the long game, risk versus reward, make a game plan, Um, start chunk sizing down with these micro habits um, to support your larger goal, then you are going to kill the game, okay? You're going to recommit to the long game every single day and work on strengthening that trust and that intuition. I wish you the best health And of course, if you're looking for support and sticking to the long game, I want you to reach out to me on Instagram at BeBodyEmpowered, send me a DM or check the show notes to schedule a complimentary discovery session to learn more about how my programs can support you in your healing journey. I hope you have an amazing day and I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now.